0: Mark a conversation, verbal, elation, stimulation, education. This is Minaj with the Mary Jane Maven. When we on the air, it's always a lituation. Might talk about some litigation, might talk about some immigration. Might talk about some politics, but never talk nonsense. Yes, we on in the slide. Watch and listen, it's a vibe. Watch it while you getting high. Or you can't listen while you drive. Just don't forget to subscribe.
1: Roll up. I'm trying to get high.
0: Welcome to Menage of the Mary Jane Maven Podcast with your host, the Mary Jane Maven. I am the producer, the hubby, the hubby, the hubby. Follow us on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Show us some love and click that subscribe button now. Don't forget to click the bell so you get notifications and click the like button on the videos. Yes.
1: And now your host. <laughs> We had a very similar um you know starting off and it was do you feel like not that you're but the fact that you went from one and hired another one and then was finding like all right i'm gonna do it myself do you think there was a little fear behind you wanting to be the only host um
0: no it wasn't a little fear it was me learning technology and um mm-hmm. And learning what technology works and what technology I can connect with other people in other mm-hmm. states who so got me like, you know what, I need to make something. Because it's like, at first I was like, I can't do this by myself. And then I was like, you know, I might be. A, but then I started having guests on. That made me realize I could do it by myself. Just recruit people right? to come on the show, you know.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think there's always a, and maybe not a fear, but just like a, how am I going to get guests? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And what that really is, is we're putting limited beliefs on ourselves because it's just like, I can't, there's no possible way that this is going to work. Like it worked when I wanted to start, when I started, it's worked for two years now, but of course it's not going to continue. But you really just have to like push all that down and actually use that as motivation for you to get things right. Um, And I love what you said about using other platforms to just meet other people. You guys, this is, he is number at least 40, maybe 50th out of the guests, co-hosts that I've had that I have never laid eyes on physically. I've only followed them through social media. I saw that our platforms and our content would match up well. And even if it didn't, my biggest thing is creating and cultivating with other content creators. That's what's going to equal success. That's what's going to help this, this mark, this indelible mark that we're leaving in the history of of our culture, of our society, like every time that we do a podcast, this is gonna be here, way after, you know, we're here. Um, I mean, I'll be like 140, you know, but it'll be, it'll just be here. And so we're leaving a mark, and like the, the what we're doing can be inspiration to future, you know, societies and and to future generations to keep this going. Podcasting is a blessing. Um, and it's definitely a, bl- a blessing for people of color and for those of us who always had things to say and didn't know that we had a platform and, and now that we do. So I love that you didn't give up, you know, that you saw the benefit of you needing to put a little more work um, to make yourself knowledgeable and then to go ahead and continue, you know, what your your passion and your purpose really is. Besides that, you can now be a resource to others that are at that beginning level, you know? So, so yeah, so once you decided, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this on my own. How long do you say that it, um, it came to fruition that you felt completely comfortable? You knew the technical aspects, you know, you were comfortable with how to acquire guests. Um, And so, you know, so far, so on and so forth, all the other things that go into actually producing and making a, a successful piece of content.
0: It was it was definitely still during season two when I just felt most comfortable. Like, okay, I can. I think it was like after episode 73 or 74, I was like, okay, I can do this mm-hmm. with or without a co-hosting. You know what I'm saying? And also I realized by that point, I had made an Instagram for the for the podcast and also mm-hmm. a Facebook page and also gotten some groups. And then all I had to do was just ask for some guests and the floodgates opened and Get the rest head. of the history. Yes.
1: And that's all you have to do is ask, guys. I mean, nine out of 10 of the guest co-hosts that I get, and let's say I get them from Instagram, it's strictly just reaching out with a message. Strictly that, okay? And what I've learned is that everybody's time is not on my time. And I say this all the time, I'm an Aries. So if I message you and you have not messaged back within a day, I'm like, well, then I guess you don't. I will delete the message. But then somebody may get back to me in two weeks and you know, they're on vacation or they have kids. As- you know, going through whatever it may be b- baseball, basketball, whatever. So that's also a podcasting one on one. Gotta have a tough skin. You got to be prepared for um getting that dream <gasps> guest that you never thought you would be able to get. And you reach out to them one night because you had a couple, you know, shots of Casamigos and you got that you know that that liquid courage. <laughs> and so you write this, you know, passionate message. And next thing you know, they're going, I would love to be and you're like, oh, you know, take those times and and have as much gratitude and see the value in that and see the same value and have as much gratitude for those times that maybe don't end up like that, that you hear and know, but those people don't reply or they tell you I would love to and then they never follow up. Like there's there's lessons in every step of you having a podcast and continuing it successfully. Um if someone came to you and, and they said, I want to start a podcast, but I'm afraid that there's nobody out there that'll be interested in what I would, what I, what I have to say, what would you say to them?
0: I would tell them that they tripping <laughs> and they should just um, get over your fears and just go for it. You never know it. because you never know who's listening to you and stuff because it's mm-hmm. nothing like going to a podcast conference and then people walking up to you. Hey, I recognize you for so, so I listen to your podcast <laughs> and stuff. Yes. And then hearing you've listened to their shows, so it's like, you just got to go for it. And also that would tell me if you really want to do it or not. Because sometimes if you
1: really want something, you're going to say, excuse my expression, but you're going to say, fuck the fear. You're going to go for it, you know? And you have to. You have to. And if you're the only person that's listening, if your mom is the only person that's listening, if your friend's from college is the only person that's listening, that's somebody listening. You know, if you feel at the end of that recording, like you just made the most fire content, Or, like, you're super proud of yourself for what you did, that's really what matters. And it will get out there. I think my first fans were in France, in a part of France that I've never heard of. Um, And I think a resource that I, you know, a bit of information I would give is that there's so many resources for you to find out how your podcast is doing and take advantage of those. Because, like, I found out that my very first listeners that were in a good, large percentage were from this random city in France. And if it wasn't for hubby being a great producer and utilizing these platforms or me fighting these platforms, I would have never known that. Like I would have never thought that somebody in France was listening to me. Um, we had somebody, I mean, it was 1% of somebody listening to us in North Korea. I didn't even think they were allowed to do anything in North Korea. Like I was like, is that Kim Jong-un himself? Like who is, I don't know. But it gives you a certain sense of validation and validation is okay. You know, people say you don't want validation from anywhere outside, but in the world of being a podcaster and content, create, content creator, you do. And so those little wins will help to move you forward. Um, be a guest on other podcasts. Don't think it's just all about your podcast because that's what that way you'll get in front of their audience. They'll get in front of yours. Um, And other opportunities will come to fruition from just allowing yourself to be that one on that one podcast. And then you also step out of the role of being the host. And it's very nice to step into the role of being a guest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and following there may be some best practices that you learn from um, some things that you don't want to do that you learn from. But then also it's really nice sometimes to just be creative in the role of a guest. You know, Um, I. I think that your pod is, is great. I love the conversation that you, you create and especially the ones when you create when it's a panel of men um, because so another example this weekend, my hubby, his frat bro, we were at a 4th of July thing together. They came and they sat on like opposite ends of the chairs that we were sitting on and me and his wife got up and we expected them to move closer together. No, that's not what men do. You guys sat right where you were and you guys had your like your little conversations. We were like, why don't they talk more? And then we were like, well, if they were more like us, it would because, what did I say? That's what I said. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You're so special. Frat bro. There's a difference between frat bro and fraternity brother or fraternity bro. But
0: he's my brother. He's not my, frat bro is.
1: Yes, correct. I'm sorry. My bad. Um, those of you that went to college as well, and you you know, especially mm-hmm. black or uh, multicultural orgs, you know, it's family. Okay, so I did I did misspeak by putting fraternity in front of that. His brother, my bad. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, you know, the white orgs where they're like, I used to be. Um, but yes, so I just thought that was funny because they were like, we do talk. And as women, of course, we want you guys to communicate with each other the same that we do. But you guys do have your own way to communicate. Um, but I do like podcasts for that purpose. You do see a lot of, of men that kind of get together, whether it's over a few drinks, some cigars, some blunts or whatever it is. But that allows them to have a communication about whatever it is that they want and that camaraderie that I think is super important um, within our community. And it also helps to rebuild the image of Black men within our community when you have platforms like yours where it allows other educational present regular just American men to to sit down and have a conversation. Um I think that I think that's super powerful. What's um what is your favorite podcast to listen to?
0: Um my favorite podcast to listen to is usually the ones that I'm about to be on, you know what I'm saying? Okay. It's usually okay some of the ones I, I like
1: you're, so you're supporting the indies?
0: Yes. Um, but the one that really helped me got, get started was listening to um, Joe Budden's podcast and also listening to The Breakfast Club, their podcast as well. You know what yes. I'm saying? So the, yes. Listening to those kind of got me going and give me some ideas yes. and stuff. But mainly, I, I listen to some of the mainstream ones, but also I do like to support the ones where I know I'm about to have them on, on or I'm about mm-hmm. to be on their shows. So you know what I'm saying? so.
1: Oh, that's awesome, and that's that point. I mean, just honestly, guys, you hear all the time the like, you know, the subscribe, the share. It's free. Do that. I know it really mm-hmm. helps. You know, our platforms to grow when we're able to do that. Um, if you love it, somebody else is probably going to as well. Um, I do love that you said Breakfast Club. Charlemagne is still on my vision board for somebody that I, I will work with that one day. Um, hey, I want to work with Charlemagne, you too, you know? yeah. Andrew Schultz. Like I, that, brilliant idiots. Um, flagrant, the read was actually probably no the read, very first podcast that I fell in love with, that I was a staunch listener to, and they really were the ones that started the you know the thought in my head like I could do this, I, you know I could do this. But at this time, podcasting was so new it was it was um, presented like you getting into a radio station like you had to kind of be on a uh, a platform you had to be with a a podcast studio. So I thought that it was so limited, but then, you know, it just, people started coming out with their own. Um, I, I do love, I love breakfast club. Now, though. We are, we are, we are with, we yeah, are with our radio now. One, hopefully next month. Yes. And a new one starting. Um, I do love the breakfast club. So I want to ask you, do you like them better now? Just Envy and Charlemagne, um, Or did you like them with Angelo Yee?
0: Um, I think I'm getting used to them with them a little bit better when it's they're just them now, you know what I'm saying, you know so yeah, I'm bringing in a uh, new guest every week, the host for the week, and I'm and they you know, I do like that as well, just yeah, it gives it a fresh vibe, you know what I'm saying,
1: yeah, I like that. I think that if they have somebody who is like kind of the topic of conversation within the past couple of weeks and then they have them on for a week, it allows that person to get their narrative out maybe dispel some things i think probably they could have stayed away from um the girl who fought oh my gosh jocelyn hernandez they could have stayed away from her she didn't she she can barely speak like come on i she can barely read so i that was that was hard um i will say i have not been a fan of angela e for a very long time i thought it was about time for her to move on and get her own own platform um so i like it i think that they play well off of each other. I'm kind of iffy about this BET, you know, like, great, you're on BET. Like, I don't, if I'm watching the pod, which is what I normally do, um, I don't, I don't want to switch. I don't want to hear the switch over to BET. I don't want to, I don't care about all that. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, but they do that so that way they can get more eyes on it, you know what I'm saying? that way, yeah. that way, people are just home chilling, they can watch it as well instead of, yeah. you know, instead of, I don't of think always it having that. Problems.
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. They're, you know, I don't know the the ins and outs, but. As a, a fan and as a loyal listener, I, I don't think that was needed. I think what the platform they had, what, how they were doing it before, I mean, they really started podcasts being on YouTube, be honest. You know, um, having the audio and the visual, that definitely was was started by them. Um, yeah.
0: And I'll say for me, like um, going visual with it is because I had coworkers, they're like, oh, we don't know these podcasts. So we know YouTube. I'm like, okay, well, there's a YouTube channel. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think if you started a podcast 18, 19, that was really a time where you had to learn to come into the industry, but you had to learn how to pivot because that's really when it was like, oh, now it's audio and visual. Like you didn't, you didn't really have to make the choice. Um, you pretty much had to do both. And I think that's important and, it, and it's very indicative of who we are today. People want to know, feel like they know you, you know, yeah. and audio's great. But being able to know the face to the voice, um, it does a lot more for your brand and for your show. Um, so, I love when I see um, other you know people of color who are taking advantage of this platform. Um, you know, I don't know if you've heard, but in California they're talking about reparations. They're about to give most black people in this in the state 1.2 million allegedly. Um, what I always say is. We've been given reparations. Podcasting is a form of reparations because it's a platform where we can control our narrative and that there's a lot of us who can become media um, professionals by our own standards. Um, and the more that we have control of our narrative and what we put out in the media, the more that we can kind of change our, you know, our, our, our community and our society, slowly but surely. Um, when we're showing that we're not monolith, you know, that we're showing that we're not all alike, um, that helps to kind of become the catalyst of change too. And I think that's what's great about podcasting. You, you know, shout out to the the platforms like Black Podcasting Awards, um, the the Black Podcasting Network. There's so many different platforms out there that are wanting to highlight and celebrate Black um, podcasters and content creators that there has to be any, nothing but forward movement. So- I want to say that my time, um, you know, collaborating with you, being a listener of your podcast, a supporter has done nothing but, you know, um, add to who I am as a content creator. Um, and like I said, when I was on your podcast, I was I called hubby. I was like another pus- uh, just fire ass piece of content that was made. <laughs> you know, I was like, I the, the high that you feel when you're done podcasting is similar to, you know, getting high. We'll just say. You know, yeah. much healthier for you. Um yeah, yeah. so i yeah, I want to thank you so much. I people please go subscribe, comment, like, share. Um, you know, get yourself all caught up on all of the episodes that the um liquor talk podcast has created. Um, I now I want to go back and just really make sure that I'm up to date on everything. You know, I'm I'm trying to take everything in order, but now you want me to like You got me one on jumping forward to episode 100 and 101 (laughs) since you talked about it so highly. (laughs) But I want you guys, please reach out on social media. I'll make sure that all his content, social media are in the show liners, um, or you can contact me through social media and I'll connect you all. But really simple. We all know how to use Auntie Google Liquor Talk Podcast. It'll come right up for you. All you got to do then is press that subscribe button. So what I like to do for the end of every episode is leave my guest co-host, leave them with the microphone. You have your Kanye moment. Do your mic drop. Leave everybody with a word of wisdom, um, a bar, some fire like Dylon, Dylon, dialon, dialon, or just, you know, a piece, whatever you want to do. The floor is yours.
0: All right. Um, first of all, I want to thank my um, guests. Thank you all for having me on. I definitely appreciate it. Um, The bar I'm going to leave you with is to keep going no matter what it is, no matter what curveballs are thrown your way, to keep going with your vision, your content creation, or whatever it is you're going on with. Just keep going because you never know the results. You never know some good is going to happen when you always keep going. So that's my tip for advice. Until next time, like she said, go ahead and subscribe to Look It Talk.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, We
0: out this thing, y'all. I appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thank you. That is a mic drop. I want everybody to do that, too. Remember that. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Um, And always live within your passion and your purpose. I love you guys. Until next time, be safe, be covered in love, move right every single day, and stay elevated. Until next time, Mary J. Maven.